0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It Podcast with Brittany Page and Jesse Dalamore. Welcome to the show, everybody. Episode 865 of I Doubt It Podcast. I am your host, Jesse Dallamore. Joined today by the lovely, talented, scholarly Brittany Page.
1: So we could regale everyone with the... I love
0: to regale.
1: ...ongoing misadventures of Jesse's dentistry <laughs> that has continued this week. But yeah. we, we think we're going to spare everyone the details of that and just have everyone know that you are making progress on getting it addressed basically you had two broken teeth that needed to be addressed this
0: completely runs counter to what my plan was (laughs) i had planned for the entire hour to just be talking about my teeth so
1: yeah well i'm sure that that would be let's save that as a patreon bonus episode yeah that's
0: gonna be great what a benefit (laughs) for patreon supporters that's
1: bonus content if i've ever heard it yeah well
0: very briefly I I got a crown done on one side, and it was a multi-appointment process.
1: Four appointments, right?
0: Four, se- yeah, four. Finally, to get the final permanent crown in. Mm-hmm. And so now I have a temporary crown on the other side. It's like the only white tooth in my whole fucking mouth. <laughs> and uh, and then it wasn't when it got put in. It wasn't quite seated right. Like my, couldn't- I couldn't touch the rest of my teeth because yeah. it, it had like a, a protrusion up. Mm-hmm. And it it was a bomber I mean, we're getting, we're getting into it, but anyway, so now I went to the dentist yesterday to get it filed down or grinded down, so now my teeth actually fit together, and we're back on the road toward the <laughs> the final product of a of a permanent crown.
1: yes, there will coming soon be a resolution but it was hard,
0: even to do videos, even to like I'm talking, and my teeth aren't coming to like they're clicky clacky clack, clack,
1: clack, yeah not great. Yes. So we are not going to talk about that. I know we just spent uh, 2 minutes talking about it, but we are not going to talk about it. Hmm. We came across this
0: The other thing about my teeth is not very no, I'm we
1: came across <laughs> this very fantastic clip of, you know, Megan Kelly. Uh, what
0: Listen, she was never great but she's even less great than she was before.
1: Well, listen, if you are ever concerned about what grift means, you just look to Megan Kelly mm-hmm. because Megan Kelly tried to start a YouTube channel and for a long time her YouTube channel you had more subscribers than Megan Kelly for a very long time. A long time. While she was trying to do her her YouTube show and things have really changed for her.
0: Audience capture.
1: And that's because she is leaning into trans hatred. Yes. And oh boy, I mean, is she one of the most hateful people online about well, trans issues? She
0: has two issues, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do an imitation of Megyn Kelly. I hate black people, and I hate and I'm afraid of trans people. That's it. That's that's her whole. And maybe she peppers in a little bit of of, of anti-vax outrage too.
1: Yeah, those are yeah, those are the three uh, main main issues that she's passionate about and the sports illustrated issue recently came out i guess i don't i don't really follow it <laughs> this so, is so fucking good I, I know listen to me not have any idea what's going on so sports illustrated is the swimsuit oh the swimsuit edition is yeah, like yeah. a thing it, yeah. it maybe once a year that comes out
0: i guess I, okay. I mean it seems like it would be like right before summer okay they put out this the swimsuit edition yeah you know chrissy teigen has been on Elle mcpherson going back to my childhood it is like an iconic thing, I guess.
1: Yeah, so once a year, I guess, this thing comes out and you know, you get to see all the hot pics of the ladies. Yes. And sometimes it, it upsets people too. Uh, as is the case with Megan Kelly.
0: When oh yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: because Megan Kelly had on two two ladies, Carrie. Prejean and Britt Mayer, who are going to be the other two women that are um, hatefully cackling and and joining along here, but they're going to talk about Martha Stewart, who was in the swimsuit issue in her eighties, and they're also going to talk about Kim Petras. And Kim Petras is, I believe, a a pop star who is trans, and they were in the the Sports Illustrated issue, and it has created controversy with hateful people like Megan Kelly. But I want you to listen for what, what Megan Kelly's specific concern is in this clip, because I think it's going to blow your mind.
2: Let's talk about Sports Illustrated, because you are oh. former beauty queens, and you understand the beauty business, what sells, what works, and what doesn't. And, you know, I was on, Paul Murray's a friend of mine. He he hosts a show in Sky News Australia. And I go on with him once a week and we talk about culture issues and so on. And he was raising this issue with me because Sports Illustrated, yes, they've got um, Megan Fox, who's amazing, very beautiful, but they've also got Martha Stewart, as he described her, um, an elderly ex-con. <laughs> it's very, very kind of funny. I mean, yes, she looks great for 81. We should all be so lucky, but, you know, she's there. And then there's a trans person there. There is a biological man uh, who's there, who's some sort of a singer who was with S- Sam Smith and his weird devil worship show. Kim <laughs> Petris, who was Tim Petris, but now looks like this. This is a dude. And um, I said to Paul Murray, you know, you tell me, Paul, but my understanding of the cover of the Sports Illustrated magazine is it has one main purpose, and that's for 15-year-old boys to spend some alone time with it in the bathroom. Like, I I don't, I'm thinking this isn't the way to get that done. Thinking once again, not knowing the function of your, your product or who your audience is. And it is a situation with the trans model or whoever this person is of a man coming in and taking over a spot that previously would have been given to a woman once again. <laughs> yeah.
3: And you
4: know what?
1: <laughs> So we have to, we have to, we have to talk about the main point for Megyn Kelly, right?
0: Let's talk about the the most important issue here.
1: Yeah. And
2: you know what? Yeah.
1: And you know what? (laughs) The main purpose, Megyn Kelly believes, of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition issue is to get 15-year-olds into the bathroom with some alone time.
0: She's talking about little kids jerking off to the magazine. And she used, it's funny, she's using the language of talk about not knowing the function of your product.
1: The purpose. Can, yeah, yeah, the
0: purpose. But can you imagine, let, let's set a scene. You, they get together, the boardroom. Look, everybody, we're getting ready to put out the 2023 uh, swimsuit edition. And we need <laughs> new, fresh ideas about how to get little kids to jerk off in the bathroom. <laughs> what are we doing here?
1: Oh, and it's it's not going to get the job done, according where, to Megyn Kelly.
0: Where, where? Megyn Kelly cries with outrage. Where on earth would the little boys find their boners if we don't have a magazine? <laughs>
1: oh, my God. I mean, that's... That's seriously what the segment is. That's what they have dedicated time to. What about the 15-year-olds and their alone time in the bathroom? And the top comment, by the way, on this YouTube video on her channel says, uh, Great way to confuse guys who unknowingly look at this and get turned on. Disgusting. (laughs) Uh, It is
0: the right wing has lost all core identity and ethos and um, ideological drive. It doesn't matter anymore about morality and chasteness and modesty. Remember purity culture? Mm -hmm. I mean, in the rest of this interview, I was listening while you were prepping this, one of these beauty queens, one of these Miss USAs or whatever, these bigot ladies, Mm -hmm. is making a virtue out of playboy what used to be vilified as pornography and this, I mean, even the, the the swimsuit edition has been controversial among Republicans and conservatives for years because it is. It's scantily clad women in little bikinis out in the beach, frolicking. And oh, oh, oh we can't have that. <laughs> what will we do with the morality of our boys? And now it's we can't ki- get kids in the bathroom quick enough to jerk off.
1: Yeah. All the Republican men are like, oh, my God, this is disgusting. Let me take this into the bathroom really quick. All right, what are you?
0: It's my Bill O'Reilly jerkoff noise. Okay,
1: I but uh,
0: from hundreds of episodes I ago, c-
1: I cannot get that out of my. Don't do it again. All right, so the hypocrisy of the. Come on, listen.
0: I got an advanced copy. I cannot help it.
1: Yeah, the hypocrisy of <laughs> Republicans constantly banging on about sexualizing Don't our say children. <laughs> <on>. I know. <laughs> constantly whining about quote unquote sexualizing our children and the dangers of pornography right grooming and now megan kelly is dedicating a segment to like what about the 15 year olds in their dicks like, right what what are you <laughs> That's saying exactly right what are you saying
0: how are they going to get turgid little boy penises <laughs> I, says megan kelly with I, outrage
1: i just don't you're
0: robbing our children of ejaculation <laughs>
1: And her oh, Sports Illustrated. And her panel isn't like. Wait, what did you say? Well, I gotta.
0: I gotta. I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, I forgot. I have a, a cr- appointment for a temporary crown. I gotta go, Megan. Oh
1: my god. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's. uh This is the discourse. <laughs> well, they.
0: Well, it really. It just lays bare that they have no fundamental ideology. Mm-hmm. Because next week. It will be the left just wants to sexualize your children, and we need to keep them pure. And in the eyes of the Lord, it just this week it's not. They're going to use this as the 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 lack of kid semen, I guess.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, well, and i I don't understand the the hypocrisy of all of it because. I think that Megan Kelly has likely had some gender-affirming uh, care. She
0: most certainly has. And
1: uh, by that, I mean in the form of plastic surgery treatments. And the person that she singled out to praise, Megan Fox, I think, has had gender-affirming care in the form of plastic surgery. A lot
0: of it. And that's not to shame it. If that's your thing, I mean, I don't get it. I think sometimes people take it a little far. But Megan, Megan Fox most certainly is, like, giant, giant... Comically big boobs, her face is way different than it used to be. And all of that is gender affirming surgeries.
1: Yeah, and there's I've I've seen people online like push back against this, but I I don't really see how there's an argument against it because when we're sent messages about what women are quote unquote supposed to look like in our society, and then you maybe receive comments that you are stepping outside of that, and so you obtain surgery to be more in line with right. that, then that sounds like a gender-affirming surgery. Exactly. Regardless of your identity, whether whether you're trans or you're cis, it doesn't, you know, it's all the same.
0: It's the same thing deal with dudes who go through the... Uh... The leg lengthening thing to be taller—that
1: seems like a gender-affirming surgery, right? Because the in messages our society, society, gives you, yeah, yeah, men are are quote unquote supposed to be tall, yeah. And so, if you're not tall, then you have your legs broken and extended in a horrific Yikes. surgery that sounds absolutely terrible. <laughs> uh, in order to have a gender-affirming surgery that right. makes you the tall man that society tells you that you should be, you know, it's it's disturbing, but you know, whatever makes people happy. If, if that's what you want to get the broken leg, leg extend, extending thing. I just, my thing is the pain. I just can't imagine. And then you have to like do some sort of procedure where you like stretch it. I don't know. No, I don't... I, we're not talking about this. Okay. So <laughs> we are done. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. Tell us. So <laughs> a horrific segment. Yeah.
0: And you know what?
1: Yeah. I also, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. and you know what? We, we also have to say from a serious angle, That they go on to talk about a quote-unquote bait-and-switch, which is what the YouTube commenter is getting at, too. Saying something like, well, this is going to confuse boys and men who get turned on and then feel betrayed because they find out the person was trans. Yeah. And that's, like what gets people killed, is leaning into the fact that there is something to be angry about or upset about or...
0: Megyn Kelly goes on to use those words, bait and switch, in talking about the crying game, the movie. I mean, it's... She's priming the pump for violence against trans people, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, and it's it's really scary. And you can hear how hateful she is in that clip. It's alarming. Also,
0: can we say that Kim Petras... I don't know who that is, but I've seen the pictures... Conventionally beautiful.
1: Well, and this is dangerous territory for someone like Megyn Kelly because when you start talking about, like, you know, Megyn Kelly's very passionate about who should be allowed in women's bathrooms. And once you start kind of stepping outside of the societal standards, which tend to be like these rigid Western standards for beauty. There's going to be people that are excluded from that 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 are cis. Yeah. Like...
0: You, you see it all the time now with these idiots who are like circling Jenis- Jennifer Aniston's abs and whatever and claiming she's a trans woman.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's a battle that I don't think they are ready for. I mean, once Megyn Kelly is not able to keep the looks that she has now through whatever methods... Then there may be people who start questioning whether she is a cis woman. Yeah. Um, I've had people online in comments say that I'm trans. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it doesn't bother me because I don't think that that's a slur. So I, right. you know, but it's like
0: me being called gay in the comments a
1: lot yeah you know all right yeah it's one of the new go to ones they also tell me that i look like i like to eat a lot and you know what i do i they really like nailed you. i love treats they
0: that was that <laughs> is uncanny how how sophisticated their 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 sniffer is for your appetite
1: yeah and they can donate and you know to my treat fund <laughs> anytime that they want so i can have as many treats as i want <laughs> <laughs>
0: That that right there is the reason to turn on YouTube channel memberships for you. <laughs> that is it. My treat funds? Yeah. Yeah. So we'd love to know what you think about this. Uh, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at com. Yeah. And you
1: know what? Someone's going to call in and be like, you know what, she actually had a good point about the 15-year-olds and what they're going to do in the bathroom. I think we should really get to the bottom of that.
0: So, um, before we get to some more serious listener communication, let's talk about the Treat Fund and thank (laughs) those who are giving via Patreon to Brittany's much-needed Treat Fund.
1: All right, so... Thank you to the new Patreon supporters giving to the Treat Fund. Steve S.
0: Steve
1: S. Kathy C.
0: Kathy C.
1: L. Luchadork.
0: L. Luchadork. Roy T. Roy T. Eric P. Eric P.
1: Richard R.
0: Richard R. Mark B. Mark B.
1: Shamari VR.
0: Shamari VR.
1: Tom L.
0: Tom L. Dash P. Dash E. Tina
1: C. Tina C.
0: Don W. Don W. Maka K. Maka K. Jeff G. Jeff G.
1: Roberto G. Roberto
0: G. But it's getting more radio as we go.
1: Jeff and Carol G.
0: Jeff and Carol G on the Wacky Morning Zoo, everybody. Traffic and weather on the eights.
1: And then we want to give a special shout out to RPS.
0: RPS.
1: That upped the pledge. Yeah. Upped the pledge. We love
0: us some RPS.
1: Very much so, yes. So thank you for the support. It is a
0: weird thing when people from our personal lives that we've known for now decades, (laughs) I've known him, um... Continue to support this little hobby of ours.
1: It's beautiful. It's yeah, so nice. Yeah, for sure. It's, we are very for grateful sure. for it. And on that note, we want to talk about... We love the, you, Sampy. We want to talk about the the video recordings of the podcast, because we got a message about it, and someone was like, you know, what's going on? Because sometimes the full episode is up immediately on video, and sometimes it's the clips that are up first. So mm. we're still figuring out a workflow for how to do that. We are not recording every single episode on video because it is very labor-intensive to do the video editing. We do a three-shot recording, and so that's three cameras that are set up.
0: Are you... I'm just watching you navigate how to talk about I'm, the technical aspects. I'm scared, aspects of but here it, we yeah. go. I'm
1: scared. <laughs> and so then you have to edit that. Why don't I
0: just explain it. Okay,
1: here we go. What does that <laughs> mean? You won't save me. Well, I it's don't a multi
0: camera shot. So we've got three cameras we've got the two shot and two additional cameras that face on us. And so when you edit that, it adds i mean i think we emailed back to 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 the the person who emailed us and and said that it's like 10 times the work it might even be more than that because it takes me hours upon hours upon hours upon hours to edit a an hour and 10 minute video podcast with multiple cameras so um which i'm getting the workflow down if if everybody would like us to drop when we do drop the video episodes to drop the full episode first and then split it out into disparate clips, that would be fine. I, I would like to know what everybody thinks. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we're all we're still getting it figured out.
1: Yeah, so tell us basically what your preference is on that. If you want the clips to come first on YouTube, or if you want the entire episode dropped first on YouTube, and we are getting the workflow down. I mean, you say it's taking a long time right now. The time that it takes you has shortened since the first time that you've done it, so it is becoming easier, and also since I get the clips, I'm figuring out how to make it easier for you to put the video clips into the video because I get the videos and the times and all that. Anyway... Sausage made boring times. Everybody's everyone.
0: bored by yeah. this. Yeah.
1: Well, let's talk about your teeth then. I think that that'll bring them back.
0: <laughs> so here's the deal, you have everybody. Anything bad about
1: your teeth. <laughs> yeah. And
2: you know what?
0: All right. So let's let's get to let's let's dial it down a little bit. Yeah. We're we're in a position now that we've we've amped up the energy and the laughter, and it's like a news package where you go from the the good feeling thing to like the deaths at hurricanes or whatever. And it's, it's tough. And we, we listen, we, this show is one that we want to have a good time. And even among talking about super serious, oftentimes life-threatening issues that face us in this country. Um, and we have strived, striven, I don't know which word it would be, to create an atmosphere where our people can sound off. And um, we're going to go to a call from a long-time listener, early adopter of the show that we we love and care about a lot.
5: I just finished listening to your latest episode, uh, 863, about what happened on the New York City subway, Jordan Neely, and unhoused people. And this is all emblematic of a bigger problem, uh, in my opinion. We have allowed the fascists and the uh, Fascial Christian Nationalist Movement to make us look at other human beings as not human. Because if we viewed somebody as human, how could you stand by and be complicit in somebody choking a life out of a man? How could you do that? How could you um, treat transgender people you know LGBTQ plus people people of color how can you treat them as if they don't matter and it's because you've been programmed to believe that way when I say programmed, I guess I should say indoctrinated you know I would have never thought this is grace from Buffalo by the way I was so taken aback by this young man who came into our community and shot 10 people in a store who are doing nothing but shopping. And I thought, how can you do this? And it's because he doesn't view them as people. And unfortunately, the press, the media is continuing to normalize this. In that point in case, CNN is having a town hall for one of the biggest fascist authoritarian assholes in our country. He is not a normal candidate. He should not be treated as a normal candidate, and yet the press, that is exactly what they're doing. Kennedy shouldn't be treated as a normal candidate. He, he should be shunned because he's, he's a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist. Marianne Williamson, what's normal about her? Come on. I, I'm just very, I have a real hard time these days, um, just even trying to find joy because there's just so much going on and so many dark forces to fight against and it's just sometimes it's just unbearable i really appreciate what you guys are doing bringing people together and having conversations i know that in this election i am a one issue voter i've never been a one issue voter but i am now and i want to fight for our republic for our very democracy because the only way You get rid of fascism. The only way that we can cure all the evils around us is to, first of all, gain more power and then do something with that power. Stop quaking in our goddamn boots. We need to send these people back into the shadows and let them never return. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm ranting for a very long time.
0: Not long enough. (laughs) (laughs) I was very into it.
1: Yeah, I'm like, can... Can we hear more of this actually?
0: I love when when, when callers call and I get emotional.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that mirrored a lot of what I feel too. yeah, so L-
0: let's talk about the the having a hard time feeling joy or or, or finding joy. Mm-hmm. Um, take moments, Grace, and take care of yourself, because if you get fatigued, if you get exhausted and you're unable to keep up the fight then you're no good to the very thing that you want to dedicate yourself to. So make sure that you're, whatever the fuck makes you happy, you find find that. You Mm -hmm. find people who will prop you up and help you um, to find that because the fight is going to be long, the fight is going to be hard, and um, it will be weaker without you in it. Mm -hmm. So take care of yourself.
1: Yeah. And it has been hard, the responses to Jordan Neely as the voicemail started. and it's exhausting. Uh, listening to how people will talk about his his arrest record. They'll say, well, he was arrested 40 times as though that means that he should have been killed and yeah. choked to death on the subway for making people feel, uh, quote unquote, uncomfortable. And... You know, I understand that one of his arrests, at least one, I, I don't know the extent of it, was for assault, which is not great, obviously. Um, but that doesn't mean, again, that he should have been killed, you know. And Daniel Penny didn't know what his arrest record was when he encountered right. him on the on the train. This isn't minority report. He's yeah. not, you know, able to predict what his background was. A precog. Yeah. Uh-huh. Isn't that what they're called? I don't remember.
0: Yeah, listen, I'm <clears throat> getting very tired of the what they want to consider dialogue, because it's not. It is just a reinforcement that cruelty is the point. Donald Trump gave these people permission, people who w- were living in the shadows before, were a small or at the very least silent group of people who kept their mouth shut about their vi- bigotry, but now that everybody just has permission to be the most evil version of the fucking selves that they can be, you know, we have, she referenced, um, she lives in Buffalo. She referenced the uh, that grocery store massacre where the person quoted Tucker Carlson in his written manifesto about what justified, quote unquote, his horrific crimes against humanity. These people... Especially those in media, those with a platform, they use it for the worst possible objectives, mm-hmm. and that is to dehumanize, which leads, like Grace referenced, makes it easier to to kill, to commit crimes against people, mm-hmm. against human beings,
1: yeah. So thank you, Grace, for your call, for your compassion and your passion. We we very much appreciate you and want you to take moments of joy for yourself. Yep. And that goes for everyone in the audience. We would love to hear from you, 657-464-7609, or you can send an email to it at com.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? democracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism
1: so continuing with that jordan neely story daniel penny the unemployed bartender who choked uh, jordan neely on on the train i like
0: that i like that way better than marine veteran cuz it just paints him as like some kind of a fucking patriot
1: yeah, so conservatives have been promoting the Legal Defense Fund for Daniel Penny, and it's at two point six million. Oh, I was going to say
0: right over now. two million, but it's almost three million dollars.
1: Yes, and it's on a uh, Give Send Go, which I guess is a Christian version of GoFundMe. So you know, Christians love to promote people who kill other people on the subway and
0: kill as christ would describe them uh, the least among us
1: yeah and so he daniel penny was uh, brought up on charges finally and his lawyers were making the rounds this week talking about his case
6: this morning attorneys for 24 year old marine veteran daniel penny are defending his decision to put jordan neely in a chokehold on a new york subway train he was fearful for the safety of those passengers So when he acted, his mindset was to keep his fellow pastors safe from attack. Neely, who, according to his family, suffered from mental illness and homelessness, was later pronounced dead. Penny's defense says Neely had been threatening passengers acting erratically, menacing other individuals by flailing his arms, and was heard saying he didn't care if he went to prison for life. And the passengers actually have said that they interpreted that mean, well, when would you go to prison for the rest of your life if you kill somebody? So everybody got the message. They also say Penny advised emergency responders on the correct way to perform CPR on Neely, but prosecutors say there was no indication Neely was violent and that Penny kept him in that chokehold for several minutes, even after Neely stopped moving.
5: We don't want it where you can kill someone because you thought there was a possibility they could do something to you.
6: Neely family attorneys say the manslaughter charge is not enough. Is that enough for someone who choked somebody out on the train and took their life? Five to 15 years. Penny's attorneys claim the charges were rushed, saying there was supposed to be a grand jury presentation. And suddenly uh, we got a, a call Um, One night before, uh, Danny was asked to surrender. Officials have been under pressure in the case, with protests erupting after Neely's death, and now new video of the incident could soon be released. What I would say is, look, you know, there's there's been some video that's out. Uh, It's not all out. There's more to come. The Manhattan DA says Jordan Neely should still be alive. Meanwhile, a legal defense fund for Daniel Penny has surpassed two million dollars with donations from Kid Rock and an endorsement from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis.
1: Garbage.
0: Yeah, they, the conservatives are. Uh, it's a full court press right now to to virtue signal and uh, like Tim Pool, that little troll, gave like twenty thousand dollars to the fund. And it is really just look at me, look at me, everybody. This is my position on this.
1: Well, and it's scary to see how many people are willing to part with their money to defend someone who killed a homeless man on the subway. And yet when those homeless people say, can I get a sandwich or can I can I get something to drink or can I get a water bottle? Um, You know,
0: ignore them. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, they're they're apparently now for conservatives, quote unquote, acting erratically and quote unquote flailing your arms is punishable by death Mm -hmm. to the conservative mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, if the the train felt uncomfortable, so it's A-OK. Apparently, I should have rushed down when the Nazis marched on Washington, D.C. last last weekend on Mother's Day and um, choked out, you know, as many as I could grab And murdered them, and that would have been okay because I feel uncomfortable when there's Nazis in my presence.
1: Well, there was even a photo of some guy wearing a MAGA hat with an AR-15, like, guarding a bus stop.
0: In Maryland In public. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, so by that logic, I feel uncomfortable with that. I'm sure many people feel very uncomfortable with that because he has an AR-15. Who knows what he's going to do?
0: Right. And, And, of course, it would be wrong for me... To grab one of those Nazis and choke him to death. Of course that's wrong. So it's such a stretch for conservatives to act as though being in the throes of mental illness and whatever delusional um of episode he may have been having, I we don't know because we can't ask him. He's fucking dead. Mm-hmm. It's just disgusting.
1: But instead, what people like Ron DeSantis focus on is supporting people like the unemployed bartender Dan Daniel Penny and uh like <laughs> all of the non-relevant non-important issues yeah. uh that that people are often calling cultural issues now he's going after diversity programs and higher education now but i i don't know if 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 you caught this this week but there's a 5th grade teacher in Florida who says that she's now under investigation because she showed her class a Disney movie, a Disney movie that had the rating that all parents had approved to be shown in the class, the specific rating, but because it had a gay character.
7: A Hernando County teacher says she is under investigation, and it appears to be a test of the so-called don't-say-gay law. Jenna Barbie posted on TikTok over the weekend to share her story. She says that she showed her students a movie called Strange World. It is a PG-rated Disney movie with a character who is biracial and gay. She says parents signed permission slips to allow movies with that rating to be shown. A school board member says that her daughter was in the class and then reported Barbie to the State Department of education it is not a teacher's job to impose their beliefs upon a child religious sexual orientation gender identity any of the above but allowing movies such as this assist teachers in opening a door and please hear me they assist teachers in opening a door for conversations that have no place in our classrooms
8: I am here for my fellow teachers that are so micromanaged now and live in fear that if they say one thing wrong, their whole career is on the line. A school board member, an elected official of power who is supposed to be nonpartisan, is allowed to present to the public public that she is Christian and that God appointed her to the board. And yet it is indoctrination that I showed a Disney movie.
7: In a statement to CBS News, the school district had this to say, quote, While not the main plot of the movie, parts of the story includes a male character having and expressing feelings for another male character. In the future, this movie will not be shown. The school administration and the district's professional standards department is currently reviewing the matter to see if further corrective action is required. The state's new law prohibits instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity to kids through the third grade. with older children like Barbie students. It says instruction must be age or developmentally appropriate.
0: But there's no outrage about the straight characters in the movie. The straight characters who occur naturally. It's a, the thing that happens. Straight people exist. So do gay people. Gay people are born that way. There's no exception made. Oh, well, we can only talk. I mean, just its It's so fucking nonsensical and hateful that we are now regressing back to the same arguments that had to be made in the 90s about gay people mm-hmm. are now having to once again be talked about we thought we'd covered this ground already
1: well and again they always talk about quote unquote sexualizing our children I think up until recently I mean I haven't really seen any of the recent Disney movies but when I was a kid all of the Disney movies had a prominent romantic theme.
0: I think they all do. It's kind of a a storytelling device to get you, get someone invested in the characters and their 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 situation.
1: Yes, but no one is talking about that. No one is worried about that. They are only worried when there is a gay character in the Disney film.
0: Their objective is to erase LGBTQ people from from the minds of 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 America. They want them gone. They want them not to exist. It's not hyperbole to say that.
1: Well, and I remember <laughs> I was recently watching a a, a news package from CNN with Ellie Reeve who used to be with Vice and she does a lot of the right-wing extreme extremism reporting.
0: Great reporting on um Unite the Right in Charlottesville.
1: Yeah, and rally. she did a news package on Moms for Liberty or Liberty Moms or Liberty Dogs, whatever they you know, they all have Liberty the same
0: Liberty Dogs name. is in Meridian, Idaho. It's Moms for Liberty, the fascist group that wants all the books banned.
1: Yeah, Liberty with your, your mouth noise. So I, (laughs) I was watching this news package and Ellie Reeve was talking to a mom who wanted a book banned because it had a gay character and was making the argument that that can then create a situation where someone wants to be gay, you know, the same, whatever. And Ellie Reeve was like, well, is that how, is that how you discovered your sexual orientation? Like you, you read a book and you... Were convinced to be straight. Like, is that yeah, how it worked? You got for you? talked into it. Yeah, she's like, because I, I, I didn't know. I wasn't convinced. It's just I watched a Brad Pitt movie in the nineties, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I thought that was a very funny line. And I think that you know all of us can kind of trace that moment where we. Knew what what we were attracted to. And for me, like I would write about Luke Skywalker in my diary in first grade and George Clooney. And like, I remember I was desperate to watch One Fine Day whenever it was on TV. I could see
0: George Clooney, but Mark Hamill?
1: No, Luke Skywalker.
0: Yeah, that's Mark Hamill. Yeah,
1: Luke Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) In character, sir.
0: Yeah, listen, (laughs) let me tell you, there's some power. There's power in, in Brad Pitt. I mean it, listen if it was a, if if someone is able to be turned gay by watching <laughs> by watching content and I haven't been turned gay <laughs> Brad Pitt would have been the one to do it and yeah. it didn't it didn't stick it didn't take
1: I mean it would have been like a mass conversion when Troy came out yeah you know yeah yeah
0: pretty homoerotic <laughs> movie anyway
1: yeah okay so Continuing with the state of Florida, which is an the absolute very nightmare. very
0: serious politician, Ron DeSantis. Yeah,
1: he... <laughs> I love that he has to have notes written down that say, be likable. Because yeah. he is the most unlikable person I've ever encountered.
0: He's... There's less charisma than I even thought the more we get to see of him because now he's he's very likely running for president, mm-hmm. It's I can't wait until he runs for president because it's going to be so fucking good to make fun of this goof.
1: So he signed a bill d- defunding diversity programs in higher education this week.
0: Good
9: morning, George. In a clear sign that DeSantis is close to announcing that he is running for president, his team has told top donors and supporters to plan to be in Florida the middle of the next week with sources close to DeSantis saying a presidential announcement is likely before Memorial Day. This, as DeSantis is using the power of his governorship to push hot-button issues appealing to his party's conservative base. Surrounded by supporters, Ron DeSantis claimed a victory in the culture war, signing into law a bill that passed without a single Democratic vote to block Florida's public colleges from using government funding on programs supporting diversity, equity, and inclusion, sometimes referred to as D. DEI. DEI is is better um, viewed
6: as standing for discrimination, exclusion, and indoctrination,
9: and that has no place in our public institutions. Critics of the new law say DEI programs are essential to making campuses inclusive and accuse DeSantis of imposing his ideology on higher education.
6: What they're doing is trying to suppress how the students thinking and, and trying to tell professors and administrators how and what they should teach and muzzling
5: them on what they can and they cannot say.
9: DeSantis signed the bill at New College of Florida, a public university whose board DeSantis fired in order to install construction conservative leadership, prompting student protests, including outside his event on Monday. I saw some of the protesters out there. I was a little disappointed. I was hoping for more, <laughs> um, but you know... <laughs> it's only the latest in a series of controversial moves by the Florida governor to appeal to potential Republican primary voters. He recently signed into law a ban on abortion after six weeks and a law expanding restrictions on teachers discussing sexual orientation gender and gender identity so through senior year so of high school. About kids about their- if DeSantis is hoping to win over Trump supporters, there is no evidence that it is working, at least not yet, in the latest ABC. News poll. Uh, George uh, DeSantis was trailing Trump by 26 points. Other polls show him trailing by an even greater number.
1: So in addition to all this, he also signed a law this week that prohibits the prescription of puberty blockers and hormone-related therapies, uh, banning gender-affirming medical procedures or surgeries for minors. Also, this law bans the use of state money for gender-affirming care and places new restrictions on adults seeking treatment.
0: Right, because it's always been all along that it's, we're just trying to protect kids. We're just trying to protect kids. Right. That's not the case. Mm -hmm. This is the same with the Idaho abortion bans and the weird laws that preclude someone from helping a minor get out of state to get an abortion. That's where they start because they can convince you like, oh, yeah, the kids just need to be protected. It's not
1: about the kids, y'all.
0: And then they break it out. No, it's not going to be the 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 don't say gay bill was only until like third grade. And now. They're they're pushing it out until they graduate high school. So what about kids? I mean, kids who don't even know about the, what their sexuality is because they're kid they're young, young children. They
1: haven't seen Troy yet. Yeah, they have
0: yeah, they haven't seen any Brad Pitt movies. But then <laughs> but then when you're when you're 16, 17, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, you know. And now you are being actively Oppressed and discriminated against by your state, by your political leaders who won't even allow your particular orientation to be talked about. It's just, it is so damaging. It is so fascistic.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think one thing that we're seeing, you know, there are some Democrats who are continuing to try to reach across the aisle, as it were, and talk about how. You know, Kevin McCarthy is an honest operator or whatever.
0: Something Joe Biden said.
1: And you have some people who are choosing to display the frustration and passion that their constituents have. We saw this recently in the the Jamal Bowman, Marjorie Taylor Greene situation yeah. where they had a little bit of a dust up out in the in the front steps of the Capitol and she later turned around and used racist tropes against him saying that he was being aggressive that she feels threatened by him yeah. even though they were laughing together and kind of playfully right. having a conflict. And You know, Jamal Bowman was on CNN, and he was asked about the altercation. Like, does he regret it? Or does he believe that Marjorie Taylor Greene is racist? Should he be using these terms? And he was laughing at the questions. Like, of course she's racist. Yeah. Of course I don't regret heckling George Santos on the steps of the Capitol. Like, these people should not be in power. They're bad people.
0: Well, one, we should get him on the show, Jamal Bowman. Two, I very... I very much am a, f- a fan of him, very fond of him and his tactics and the way he presents himself, the way he carries himself. He speaks in truths. He doesn't try to mollycoddle and fuck around with nonsense language meant to lessen the impact and the damage that's being done by the right.
1: Yes. Well, and another person that, that is the same is Representative Jasmine Crockett from Texas. And this week during a a hearing in the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, uh, it was on crime in Washington, she had several notable moments where she really told Republicans (laughs) what they needed to hear.
8: My Republican colleagues wanna talk about keeping DC streets crime-free. They can't even keep the halls of Congress crime free because we do we do talk about this because I got 24 seconds. <laughs> My freshman colleague has just been indicted on 13 counts, 13 felony counts. Right. But have they exhibited any courage to say, you know what, we will disallow this in our body. We will make sure that we expel this individual. They have not. So what I don't want to hear is that they care about crime, because if they did, they would start by cleaning up our own house and mind our own business instead of coming after D.C. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Carmen.
0: And it's all about the majority in this case, because they only have a five seat majority. They lose Kevin Mac- or they lose uh, uh, George Santos and Kevin McCarthy is left with. The very possibility that the, the the most radical of the radical Republicans will run roughshod over anything he wants to accomplish.
1: Well, Re- Representative Jasmine Crockett did not stop there because also this week we learned that Paul Gosar, who is a notable racist yeah. in power, and he is well, Paul a-
0: the, the dentist from Arizona. Who is uh, an avowed white nationalist who speaks and gets invited to speak by uh, Nick Fuentes at the America First conferences and shit. He's a vile, vile person.
1: Yeah, so it's not surprising that Republican Congressman Paul Gosar would would have a digital director that apparently has been considered one of the strongest soldiers for white nationalist leader Nick Fuentes. But that just came out this week. So we yeah. have more evidence now that Paul Gosar is a, is a racist. And Jasmine Crockett wasted no time making that issue clear as well. We've got to talk about
8: these root causes. Number one, the fact that we have elected legislators that won't do their job and protect people by keeping these weapons off the streets. That's number one. Number two, we are still reeling from a financial crisis. And guess what? They don't want to make it better. I'm sure they all campaigned and said, oh, we're going to help out the economy post-COVID. But right now we are on a cliff over the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling that was raised three times under Trump And 25 percent of this credit card bill that they don't want to pay was accrued under Trump. And he only had one term. And hopefully he won't have no more. Mm. Nevertheless, I digress. Let me move on. So let's also talk about the fact that uh, just recently, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, we received reports that there is a staff member who's working for a Republican on this committee who has ties with, and supports a white nationalist who has proclaimed himself to be just like Hitler. I don't really know what to say, except for the fact that this is a farce, all right? Because the fact is, we've got an increase in crime all over. If we really want to be real about it, let's talk about it. We're talking about D.C. right now, but the murder rates in red states like Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, have statist- statistically exceeded those in blue states like Illinois, New Mexico, and Michigan every year since 2000.
0: We need more members of Congress just like this. Yeah. Who are unafraid. And listen, there are rules of decorum in the House where you can't call your, your colleagues liars. There are certain things that, that go beyond what the rules are She's well within the framework of these rules, Mm -hmm. speaking facts, telling the truth, and giving us, people in our job, with our platform, however small our little corner of the internet is, to signal boost these messages.
1: Right. She also had some words for Representative Anna Paulina Luna from Florida about the issue of sexual abuse.
8: But what I am asking is for you to do your job and make people feel safe, especially those that are depending on you to do it when you see cases of, you know, 48% increase in sexual assault cases. My goodness.
10: So my That's it.
8: I'm, I, I've heard enough chairman. I yield my time Sexual abuse. I am so excited that my colleagues across the aisle care about sexual abuse, considering that the front runner right now for like presidency is kind of just been found liable of sexual abuse. So I'm excited because this may mean that finally um, some folk will back off from supporting him because we don't support sexual abusers in, in this chamber. So
1: I'm happy about this. oh i love that snark is effective absolutely and i think trust
0: me Brittany. yeah snark
1: yeah is effective we need more of it (laughs) and that's what i mean is is we need we need people who are representing the way that people actually feel i think i think most people are getting sick of the pretending to act like these republicans are honest operators when it's just endless hypocrisy all the time and it's never being called out for what it is
0: yeah I, I mean, it's it's another, and we can move on here. But it, it's another element of I, I I talked about it on YouTube last week that people talking about uh, Joe Biden being far left. Come on, right? Joe Biden's the one calling Mitch McConnell honorable and Kevin McCarthy honest. He is in no way far left. Yeah. Those two things don't exist in the same in the same sentence.
1: We wish. <laughs> right that would be great.
0: Yeah, I mean I, what I said was I don't even think that it's it's accurate to describe him as progressive. Right. He's not even progressive. He's certainly not far fucking left.
1: Yeah. So we're going to pivot a little bit because I want to talk about the Mormon church. Oh,
0: the far left Mormon church.
1: There was was recently an important story that was done on 60 Minutes with a whistleblower from the Mormon church. His name is David Nielsen, and he was a senior portfolio manager for the investment arm of the church.
0: A lot of people don't know. You may go to a church and... Um, Every Sunday and you got your pastor and you might be connected to a larger network of of a, a governmental body of your denomination, but a lot of people don't know the Mormon church is run like a corporation. The Mormon church owns hundreds of businesses. Uh, At the top of which, the prophet of the Mormon church, the president of the church, is the CEO of this disparate network of businesses. They own malls. They own newspapers. They own profitable companies. It is a for-profit operation that, by the way, is tax-exempt because of its quote-unquote nonprofit status.
1: So he was recruited from Wall Street in 2009 to work for the investment arm of the church, which is called Ensign Peak Advisors. And you're going to hear that term in this clip that we play. So just know that that's the investment arm of the church where this whistleblower worked.
0: It's the Mormon church he works for.
1: And he thought that he was going to work for a charity. like That's what he thought he was going to do. And he says that the funds were never used for that. He even called it a clandestine hedge fund. Saying that once the money went into the fund, it never went out. And he resigned in 2019, filed like a 74 page whistleblower complaint with the IRS, alleging that they violated their tax exempt status by moving cash to four. Profit businesses owned by the church, like you just talked about. And he was told that there were concerns within the organization that they could lose their tax exempt status if the secret operation with these like shell companies that they had created and all these different efforts to hide money were exposed. And so he's alleging that they used false records and statements to masquerade as a charity, like creating a stockpile of money. Uh, a
0: massive pile of money.
1: And misleading people in the church about what the funds were actually being used for. Now, some of these numbers were shocking to me, and I certainly didn't know this, that the church collects $17 billion each year from members of the church.
0: Yeah, tithing is a requirement in the Mormon church. They've set up a hierarchy or a system where you can be shunned, you can have your fellowship, you can be defellowshipped, you can... They they track this, so they will. They're on top of you if you're not up on your tithes. It's it's serious business in the Mormon Church.
1: Yeah, they expect you to donate ten percent of your income, and basically, in that seventeen billion that they collect each year, one billion is left over, according to the reporting, and it's put into a reserve fund at Enzyme Peak, where the whistleblower worked, and it grows tax free because they're registered as a nonprofit. So, the whistleblower says that it is that fund at more than 100 billion at this point.
0: A tenth of a trillion dollars the Mormon church is sitting on in profits. Rather than using this money for the poor, mm-hmm. for the underserved, for the neglected in our society, they're amassing a massive fortune.
1: Yeah. And he says that within the organization, they would talk about how they need it for like the second coming of Christ. <laughs>
0: You know, money's going to be worth a lot. Cash money is going to be worth so much when Jesus comes back. Apparently,
1: you need to buy a ticket to heaven. Like yeah. That's, he's going to come back and be like, pay up, bitch. That's...
0: You're going to have your friends come over at night and it, it, for for like a uh, family home evening in heaven,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: you, you'll be like, look, we were going to get a bigger house, but mm-hmm. we just didn't have the money mm. to finance to buy a bigger mansion in heaven.
1: Yes. I think <laughs> the planet that you get to be on is determined by your, your wealth on earth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So publicly they- Because call- that's something else
0: Mormons believe.
1: Publicly, they call it a rainy day fund. And that's quite the rainy day. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know that I'm doing a lot of preamble here, but I want you to understand the clip that we're about to play. So, it does require kind of a lot of background to get you to the point where you understand what they're going to be talking about in the clip. And the last thing that I'm going to say is the whistleblower saw a document that showed that that the church, sorry, not the church, the in Zine peak <laughs> that 's
0: the church it 's the church
1: yeah uh, that they gave one point four billion to a mall that was being built on land owned by the church oh so
0: oh so the they gave the church gave money to a business that the church owned
1: huh. yes, and six hundred million dollars went to prop prop up a for profit insurance company owned by the church called beneficial life. And this is not even talking about the assets that they put into shell companies controlled by Enzyme Peak to hide assets from the members. And then a website exposed all of this in 2018. And so this is kind of where it picks up, where um, after the whistleblower exposes this information in 2018, he gets a call from the Securities and Exchange Commission that are, that are investigating this now.
3: It wasn't until 2021, two years later, that David Nielsen heard from investigators, not from the IRS, but the Securities and Exchange Commission, which launched its own probe into Ensign Peak after that website story linked the church to shell companies. What information did you give to the SEC?
4: Everything. I helped them see the big picture.
3: To protect market fairness and transparency, any firm with more than $100 million in securities must file accurate reports on its holdings with the SEC. But in February, the SEC announced the Church of Latter-day Saints and Ensign Peak failed to do that. SEC investigators found the church went to great lengths to hide 32 billion dollars in securities over nearly 20 years. It created 13 shell companies that were assigned a local phone number that would go directly to voicemail in case regulators checked in.
4: Here they had these back office accountants who had never bought a bond or sold stock a day in their life signing signatory pages for a portfolio that didn't exist.
3: The SEC fined the church and Ensign Peak a total of $5 million. Bishop Christopher Waddell told us it was the church's lawyers who advised them to create the shell companies. What about you know, the idea that secrecy builds mistrust?
9: Mm-hmm. Well, we don't feel it's being secret. We feel it's being confidential.
3: What's the difference?
9: <laughs> the difference is, um, I guess it's a point of view. It's confidential in order to maintain the focus on what our purpose is and what the mission of the church is rather than the church has X amount of money.
3: But don't you agree this would be a non-issue if there was more transparency?
9: No, because then everyone would be telling us what they wanted us to do with the money.
3: Last year, the church says it spent over a billion dollars on humanitarian aid, including food production.
9: In any given month, you may have an average of nine transfers that going from Ensign Peak back to the church to fund all church operations, all humanitarian work, uh, education work, all the work of the church they fund. Money's going in and out of the cash accounts all the time, but Ensign Peak's
4: funds were never used for any charitable purpose as to my knowledge, the whole time I was there. So there's a bit of a distinction here that's important.
3: Explain that to me.
4: Well, it's the difference between your checking account and maybe your retirement account. They're used for different purposes and you don't get to pretend that one is affecting the other.
1: So I love how the church representative is making it clear that transparency would actually not be beneficial because then they're going to be told like what they should be doing with the money, which is really an admission <laughs> that he knows they're that, not
0: doing what with the money what they should.
1: Yeah, that there would be pressure to people are naturally going to say, "Wait, I'm sorry, you have a hundred billion dollars that you're just kind of saving for the second coming of Christ and and or a rainy day."
0: And by the way, we're not talking about just external pressures from people like us who aren't members of the church uh, who feel whatever way we do feel about the church or i feel about the church which is very negatively we're talking about members of the church members of the congregation who are going to be rational and say wait 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 you have a tenth of a trillion dollars and my neighbors who are members of the church are hungry they're having their house foreclosed on and you've got a tenth of a trillion dollars Mm mm-hmm it's just bananas.
1: Well, and even members who are tithing 10% of their income and who expect or feel good about doing that because they believe it is going to causes that they think are going to do good in the world. Yeah. And instead, it's just allowing the church to stockpile wealth. So, I mean, they have enough money to end many societal ills, and they're choosing not to do that. And they remain a nonprofit, yeah. while they continue to stockpile cash.
0: They remain a non no pain of taxes they they are they are just like every other church even though they are clearly a for-profit corporation with none of the give back to society that hopefully corporations have in way of taxes
1: so if you are Mormon or you are, you know, hearing things from Mormon members about this story, I'd love to know your thoughts. 657-464-7609. Or you can send an email to idoubtit at com. Taking care of biz, Jenny Trappin. And Lamar Johnson. That's a familiar name. Lamar Johnson is a familiar name because he was recently released from prison after 28 years uh, serving a sentence when he did not commit the crime that he was accused of. Someone came forward and said that they uh, lied and and chose him out of a lineup, knowing that uh, actually he wasn't the one, but said that he felt pressure by the cops. And so Lamar Johnson was in prison for 28 years of his life but he is the most remarkable human being a
0: magnanimous dude
1: oh my god every time i see an interview with him i just wonder how i can be more like lamar johnson (laughs)
0: just a permanent smile and joy on his face
1: yeah and this was such a beautiful story that i didn't know he actually wrote to a church while he was in prison and asked if anyone in the congregation would be willing to be a pen pal with him because he, you know, wanted people to interact with. And Ginny answered the call.
10: Seeing her there, cuddled up with her crossword, you would never guess 80-year-old retired school teacher Ginny Trappen had a pen pal in the penitentiary, especially not one accused of that terrible six-letter word that starts with M.
5: He was in prison for murder.
10: So I gotta ask, what were you thinking?
5: I've been accused of being naive before, (laughs) and that's okay. I wasn't worried, because I gotta come and get me.
10: No. (laughs) We'll answer that door in a minute. But first, how did this sweet little lady cross paths with Lamar Johnson, a man serving a life sentence in a Missouri prison? 25 years ago, a deacon at Ginny's church outside St. Louis handed her a letter from this prisoner. The guy had written the church hoping that someone, anyone, would just write back.
5: And so I did it. What was it gonna cost me, a stamp?
10: Over the next two decades, they corresponded constantly. And although Ginny says she could tell right from the start that there was no way that nice boy committed murder, it would take the state of Missouri 28 years to confirm Lamar her Johnson intuition. Is granted. A couple months ago, after the Midwest Innocence Project got involved and the real killer confessed, Lamar was exonerated at the age of 49. You did it, Lamar. Lamar spent the next few weeks doing all the things he couldn't do in prison.
8: Mr. Johnson hugging a tree.
10: Including traveling to see one of his best friends at her house for the very first time.
9: Oh, look at you!
10: (laughs) Ginny welcomed him in, gave him a tour, a a box of his favorite cereal, and one last letter.
4: You deserve the best, Lamar.
10: But Lamar says the greatest gift will always be the confidence she instilled in him.
6: Mm-hmm. Especially when somebody is innocent. You want someone to believe in you. Because when you have people that believe in you and they won't give up on you, then it makes it harder for you to give up on yourself.
10: Lamar says that's what helped get him through 28 years of injustice and now inspires him to serve a life mm-hmm. of friendship. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. What a guy. What
0: a guy. Whatever that guy has, <laughs> I'd like a bottle of it. That's that's insane.
1: Yeah, and I—I I mean, this is a beautiful story. Kudos to Jenny for answering the call and taking a chance, and I mean, starting a two-decade-long correspondence with Lamar Johnson while he was in prison. And I'm, I mean, he said it right there; it helped him so much that she did that. And yeah, every time he does an interview, the interviewer inevitably focuses on like. You got to be pissed though, right?
0: Right. <laughs> I would be.
1: Which is a natural question I think. Yeah. And he's like, "No. I mean, you know, it's it's not great, but I can't I can't focus on that because then I'm in prison again." Like he he says something that's so poetic. Yeah, I yeah, I, yeah. I didn't say it like he does, but it it's it's really remarkable.
0: Yeah, we when we talked about him last time on the show, I was struck by the, I don't want, want to call it maturity, but the just the the well-roundedness, like the he's got a grasp on something that I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't have whatever that thing is he has, and that's awesome. It's it's uh, admirable. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, uh, he is certainly taking care of business, so is she. Uh we love you guys. We appreciate you. We would invite you to help support the show. You can go to patreon.com slash I doubt it podcast to fund the snack fund, the treat fund, what was it?
1: Treat fund treat fund mm-hmm.
0: for Brittany Page. Uh, there are also perks. You can get the ad-free version of the show. We have, uh, there's all kinds of things. We send out a, a yearly Patreon gift, uh, and we are trying to revamp that right now. And we would also uh, welcome your um, response, your your opinion about what perks would be good.
1: I expect a flurry of emails saying, where's that bonus episode about Jesse's teeth?
0: Yeah, right. That's for sure what they want. Uh, we would invite you to tell us, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We love and appreciate you, and we will see you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dolamore, and this has been I Doubt